Hi there, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this week I'm with, jo I'm with Joel. Uh, Joel is actually a biohacker. So if you listeners don't know what a biohacker is, Joel's going to explain a bit about it, but I would recommend reading about uh, the Bulletproof Diet uh, and everything that Dave Asprey uh, does. I'm going to put the link in the description below. Um, but yeah, I would recommend you listen to this, you know, like it's, it's pretty much, you know, like how do you enhance your body and enhance your mind? And, um, actually it's like computer hacking, but for your own biology. So it's quite interesting. So without further ado, here's Joel. Hey, Joel, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, Alex? How are you? I'm yeah, doing excellent. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I mean, circumstances, you know, like we just talked about this, like circumstances makes the situation kind of, you know, like, a, I don't know if it's nerve wracking or just like, um, we've never gone through such a situation before, you know, like, and, and we're a different location. You're in LA, right? San Francisco, California. Uh -huh. So, you know, like we're, we have similarities yeah. in terms of, you know, like the, the, how our executives, let's say that way are, are managing the region. Um, even though, you know, like, uh, from, from another fellow that I talked, uh, in, 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 in California, you guys are looser on the confinement, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, like what it, it's, uh, it's a unique situation and pretty much like a unique, um, we need to rethink how we're handling those nervous times, like, or those, you know, situations. So, yeah, I mean, you know. yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, like you said, it's an interesting time. It, the energy is just off. It's weird. You know, there was a time where I was waking up at like four in the morning randomly. And um, I know I'm not the only one. And it's just this global energy. I think that's just, it's just shifted. And, I think the hysteria needs to stop and I think people need to find confidence in their self again and realize that we're a lot more powerful than we think. And, you know, it depends who you tune into. If you tune into the news and everybody out there, you're going to be getting the same message that you're not good enough. Coronavirus is killing people. And personally, I just don't, I don't fall into that hype, man. And my mindset is so strong right now. I feel amazing. And I would like to pass that on to anybody. And I think that's where it starts really is just, all in your mind. Yeah. And, and, you know, like uh, I, I've decided, um, if, if it's new for us, it's new for media outlet as well. Um, and you know, like I, 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 I you know, like I, I, I perceive this as a pretty bad ending of the information right now. And the, you know, like the, the, the news is, uh, transmitted and I, I'm not, I don't think there's bad intention. It's just that everyone is going through like a new process and, you know, like they, 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 they're doing my guess. I hope, you know, like they're, do, they're doing their best, but I, I've stopped listening to news. You know, like I, the, the, I pick kind of the most important bullet points by the end of the day or, you know, like early morning, but you know, like I, I tend to, you know, like I, I completely stopped being like just continuously watching and listening and you know like it, it it makes you go freaking nuts you know like it so 
I had like that dashboard with the death toll and all that. You know, like fuck that. You know, like I'm, I, you know, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know, so you know, we're we're early on in the podcast, Alex, and I don't know if I I don't want to piss off your your listeners right away, but I'll tell you this, and you know, just all I would say is just detach for a second. And just take like a, a bird's eye view of everything that's going around, right? And the thing about it really is there's some great people out there putting some great information out now. And these are doctors, of course, that I that I follow. And from my understanding, which, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I only know so much, but from my understanding, they they don't <laughs> they don't even know if this is the corona a coronavirus. So They've never actually purified it or isolated it correctly. So there's certain tests that you actually need to do, and they've never done that. Now, they see exosomes that look like the coronavirus, so they, they're making assumptions, and maybe their assumptions are right. But it's just interesting to me that how can you, how can you create a vaccine off of something you haven't isolated and confirmed 100% that you've done this? And there's plenty of people you can go follow. I'm not, like I said, the doctors I follow is uh, Dr. Cowan, C-O-W-A-N. He's a functional medicine doctor here in San Francisco, actually. And actually, there's a great book that I'm reading called Virus Mania, which goes into a lot of the history of SARS, HIV, and other coronaviruses. So when you start to really learn about this information, I'm telling you right now, this coronavirus, it's really not that fearful. Uh, you know, like it's funny because I did pandemic specials both in French and English and I, you know, like I need to kind of do like the part two of that of with both groups that I did it. And, you know, like at, at, at some point, you know, like I, I felt that, you know, like we were falling in bro science, but, you know, like by the time, you know, like it's mm -hmm. been like three, four weeks already, uh, for sure. And, and, but at the same time, um, 20 something days later and or 30 something days later, I realized that, you know, like it, it, some of the information that gets out is bro science already, you know, like, so, so even yeah. like a, a, a friend discussion around that subject matter becomes as relevant as any fucking conversation that can happen anywhere, you know, like, so, <laughs> so there are trustworthy people for sure, but it's just that in the masses of information coming in, um, it's really hard to decipher what's, what's, you know, like what's the bullshit from, you know, like what's the, you know, like what's the, the pure and, and bottom, bottom truth. And I, I think the, you know, like you said it best when, you know, like most of the people don't know right now, you know, like, so, so the, right. and, and journalism in the past, I would say what, like 10, maybe 10, 15 years, especially with network, you know, like with social networks, uh, have become editorialists, you know, like they've become opinion based journalists and, and that shouldn't have any place in a current situation like that, you know, like right now. Um, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. Like I like Bill Gates, like anybody else, but he really should have no opinion in the matter. Like he's, he's donating and backing the who. So of course he's going to have a biased opinion. Do I think Bill Gates is amazing? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's an amazing guy, but should he be talking about the virus? No, he should not be because he's got a tainted, you know, uh, decision. I mean, he's got his own bias. We all have our biases. And I think that's something to, to be aware of, you know? And, and, it's funny that you mentioned 
Bill Gates, because for me, and in, in, in the case of Gates, you know, like it's one of the, you know, like I felt, and that's an impression, Joel, but you know, like I felt that he was prob- probably one of the less um, tainted one you know, like one of the, what, and, and, you know, like I, I, I listened to Dr. Drew, for example, you know, like, which tries and changes his mind, you yeah. know, like, and admits it and say, Hey, last week I said that really sorry. I've read further, uh, you know, like about it. Here's what I think, you know, like there's, there's, there's really like, a, um, you know, like I, I, when, when I mentioned Bill Gates in terms of, you know, like the, the five years ago, he pretty much, you know, I like gives us and heads up about this, you know, like about, you know, like guys, uh, people, you know, like I think, you know, like it's not about if it's about when, and you know, like we're not prepared for it and you guys, you know, get ready. And, you know, and it was just like, oh shit. Okay. He pretty much, you know, like warned us about this. Um, now, right now, um, I don't think it's about philanthropists to give us the advices we need. But at the same time, the 24-7 newscast is leaving us with just like sometimes it's just superlative at end of a sentence. You know, like, do we really want to go there? Do we really want to take that chance? That's not, you know, like, that's not a journalist's job to ask right. us those fucking questions. You know, like, there's something about like both the tone and the, and I get it, you know, like journalism is quite monotonous, it's quite actually boring and but you want to flavor it and spice it up by giving those superlative and those those kind of intonation into really you know like don't don't doubt it you know like this is news (laughs) you know i mean i was watching the news today and on fox news they had uh the title was Trump reopens uh, states or something like that as death toll increases. I mean, it's just, I mean, I just laugh. I mean, this is completely, you're you're like saying like, it's a good thing that we're opening, but then at the same time, you're kind of saying, well, people are dying. Like this is a problem. And here's the thing, guys, of course, people are going to keep dying when we reopen. So whether you pick May 1st as the date to open or May 19th or Same June shit. 1st, what do you expect? What do you expect is going to happen? Like, yeah, of course, people like you're basically saying a high you're you're putting out a headline that in reality, we know this is to be true. But when you put like you said, the superlative high, high headline, it, it it causes fear. It causes, it causes panic. You yeah. Know? And you know, like, uh, one of our, I mean, I, I, I want to close on this because I don't want to, you know, like eat too much of our time, yes. but you know, like the, the, there was, a, all day about this. You, you have no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> there was like that, uh, ex hockey player that caught it, uh, that caught the COVID and, um, the, I'm not kidding, but the, the, it was in French. Um, and Jean-Claude Montréal actually showed front page this player, <laughs> sitting on his hospital bed with thumb, two thumbs up, big smile. But the, the, um, the title was actually Josh Larac is fighting for his life. <laughs> right. He caught right, a fucking right. flu. You know, like, let's be honest here. And like, it's a flu. Not the flu. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. and, and I get it. But you know, like if it, you know, like he, as, as far as we know, he doesn't get, he doesn't, he doesn't have asthma. He doesn't have any complications, 
uh, subject to, you know, like more complications, you know, like it doesn't have any, any of the stuff that we should be worried about, you know, like him dying and, and, but if, you know, like people tend to just read titles, uh, you know, like this is a title that, you know, like just induce that this guy is actually dying and, and he's not, you know, like, so, so we've, we should stop and well, and naturally that guy is all, all over the social networks. And, you know, like I, I'm, you know, like I, it, it's tough out here, you know, like da, 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 you know, like, okay. So you're reinforcing that idea that, you know, like you, you really are, um, going through a tough time. And to be quite honest with you, Joel, I think I caught my wife and I, and my son caught it something like two, three weeks before it started. Um, you know, like being like, like majorly, um, broadcasted and, you know, like published just because, you know, like the, the, the flu we caught, it is so hard that, um, you know, like after reading, you know, like the, the huge list of symptoms that, you know, like they've, you know, like that goes all over the place, you know, like stuff, he knows, not stuff, he knows, coughing, not coughing, sour throat, not sour throat, yep. fever, not fever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, but just the fact that, you know, like for my wife is asthmatic and, you know, like she needed way more of her, you know, like her pumps and, sh- and stuff. And, and on, on my side, it was easy five, six days that, you know, like I, I had a hard time even standing up and my wife was over 10 days and and, you know like she needed like i said almost Mm -hmm. twice the supply of her asthma pumps um and my son ended up with a near infection because it it kind of you know like he was super high fever for 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 a few days and then it became a a, a near infection um and after reading about it i'm like my taste bud weren't working so good Uh you know like my my sense of smell wasn't you know like a hundred percent um and so I'm assuming that we got it already, you know, like, so I feel bulletproof right now, which is a good thing, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, then again, you know, like we don't have right now, you know, like we don't have testing for the antibodies, the antibodies. So I can't tell for sure, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation to, to, so to answer your questions, I'm doing as good as I can be doing. (laughs) (laughs) That all came from just how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know? this Can is you great. imagine? Um, so as I do every week, 14 minutes in, as I do every week with my guests, um, I'm going to leave it pretty much to you to let me know what page and of that, of that life storybook do we open it to? Where do we begin that story? Yeah. You know, I was thinking uh, where we could go in this conversation because Man, there's so many, uh, there's just so many, there's so many ways to go. And, you know, I think, you know, for, for, you know, the, your show, the cold is cold Turkey, right? It's like, when, when did you make that decisive moment where you said enough was enough and I'm going to go another route. I'm going to go another way. I'm going to choose this to be in my life. Right. And so for me, I, I think that has happened for me really maybe in the last in the last couple of years, you know, um, kind of going for through a a bigger transition. You know, I have been a I have been a police officer in two major metropolitan cities in in California, and I've been doing that for 13 years. And anytime 
if you become a police officer, I think most people say that's a great career. You get a pension. Wow, you should, you know, you do that till you're 30 years old or whatever. I mean, sorry, not 30. You do that for 30 years or 25 years. You get a great pension and you retire and you have, you live a great, prosperous life, right? That's what they tell you. So for me in the last, oh man, I don't know, at least since the birth of my son. So he's, my oldest son is six years old. I've, um, I've really been feeling a uh, a lack, you know, from my profession. I've been feeling that there's just this, there's just it's not fulfilling me the same way it was when I first started. And so for me, my turning point really is starting new endeavors and you know launching my uh, my side business, which I you know which I hope to make a a full time business, and that's through coaching health coaching. And as well, I just recently got certified to be a uh, a newbie practitioner, which a newbie is an electric stim device that uses a DC current. So this current is actually mimics our body and it can help with rapid healing, rehab, optimizing just muscle recruitment. And it's what people in the quote unquote biohacking world are are big in, and that's a world that I'm that I'm into as well. And they're using this device to really you see it from I mean people with MS, you know, multiple sclerosis that are having difficulties walking, people with TBI that have like some neurological issue with maybe movements, you know, even paralyzed people or you know an ACL injury or something like that. These people are recovering much more rapidly. They're starting to walk again. There's one guy I know, he he actually ripped his his pec muscle and the doctor said, you got to have surgery, man. And he went on this machine, did his rehab. I don't remember for how long. And the next thing you know, he he never had surgery and he went back to benching 500 pounds. This guy's a pretty big dude. So but I, I have to- That's where I'm at. I have to rewind that tape, Joel. Um, where are you from? You know, like what's your upbringing, you know, like upbringing, like, you know, like what, you know, because that's major, that's, that's a major change in your life. You know, like you, you, you know, like you're almost like blue collar. Is that how we would define like a police officer? You know, like that, you know, like. I w- yeah, I would say that you, you're hundred percent correct. I would say the typical police officer is a blue collar person. I definitely don't consider myself that, nor have I ever considered myself that, but yeah, I definitely ag- agree. Like that's a, that's a great generality for our exactly. profession. So, you know, like coming from, you know, like a, 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 my guess is that your upbringing um, should show, you know, like kind of that, you know, like routinely um, way of doing things, um, or I could be completely wrong, but you know, like maybe, maybe rewind a bit of, you know, like what's your upbringing, like, you know, like the siblings, family, all that. Yeah. So, you know, I come from a family, um, it was just me and my brother, but I'm eight years older than my brother before my parents actually had him. Uh, he was not an accident. It was, it was totally planned. It's just, my parents waited a long time before they wanted another child. And so I was always the older brother. Um, you know, for me, when I look back at my childhood, I think something that as an adult, I, I look at, and I do a lot of self-reflection as an adult, because I'm always trying to improve and get better. But I can tell you that, you know, when I turned 18 years old, I remember I graduated high school and I felt completely lost. And my friends were graduating from high school. They were going to Stanford, UC Berkeley, 
UC Davis, Cal, um, Stanford. I don't know if I already said that. They were going to these top schools, and yours truly was going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't that I didn't do well in school. I just, I was, I was on a path to just go to school, get good grades. I was told that all my life. And more or less, I did that, but I had no real plan of what was going to happen after high school. (laughs) And after high school, you're kind of out of your little bubble and it's time to get out there and do something. And it's like, what are you going to do? So I had to make a decision. I almost joined the military. Um, but I ended up backing out at the last second. Not that I didn't want to. I, I really did. I, I I felt it would be a great honor to serve our country. And I would have was totally motivated to do it. I just kind of took a step back and was looking at what some friends were doing. And I thought, you know what? Let me just go to a junior college and buy myself another two years to kind of really figure out and explore what I want to do. What were your parents and, uh, doing for a living? What, what, you know, like, Yeah. Yeah. So my, so here's the ironic thing. My father was a police officer. My grandfather before him, his father was a San Francisco police officer. So perhaps it was in my genes to be a police officer. And we hear that often, right? Like, especially for law enforcement that, you know, like it's a generation by generation kind of almost a vocation. Yeah. There's, there's, I think what happens is there, there's an attraction to it because they see their dad do it and, and they want to do it. Now, the ironic thing for me is I never, as a young kid, I thought I probably wanted to do it because I just thought chasing bad guys was great. But for me, it never was about that. Or a calling. Uh, I, you didn't have a I calling? Th- it, 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 no, it not, not really. I, I, th- I, well, you know, I graduated and I started getting into business and sales. So I thought, oh, well, maybe the entrepreneur route is something I need to do. Again, it, it was never about really what did I want to do as a person. I didn't know. I was I was exploring. I still needed more time. I, you know, they tell you when you graduate high school, it's like, all right, you need to have a major picked out, and you need to go into that major, and then you you get a career, and then you get a wife and a white picket fence, and then you have kids, and then that's your life. And you know, looking back on it, I just I just didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted. And so when when they put a gun to my head and said, well, you got to pick a major and figure out what you want to do, I said you know what? I really like doing stuff with my mind and my body. So I said, maybe I'll be an FBI agent because I thought I don't want to be a local police officer like my dad because he's my dad and like, I'm better than him. So, (laughs) so I, I should do something way more sexier and cooler than what he does. You know what? I'm going to be an FBI because those guys are way better than the local police officers. And so I actually applied for the FBI, but I never I never, um, they never called back and it's a long process to get hired through them. And so I just, I just stopped caring about them and I ended up getting, applying for local law enforcement because my dad suggested it. He actually said, you know, this might be, you'd be really good at it. You should probably try that. And if you still think you want to be an FBI agent one day, then go ahead and pursue that. Otherwise, you know, don't, I think you'll really like it. And, uh, you know, parents, I think parents know their kids a lot better than, than we like yeah. to think or admit. <clears throat> and, uh, he was, he was hundred percent right. I absolutely fell in love with the profession. I, I, I tell the story that I'm, I met a lot of FBI agents and people that work for the federal government during my travels. And honestly, this is not to take shots at them, but this is just the way I like to talk. And I, I'm just very open and candid. And I, uh, I, I completely found them to be, um, I found them to be nerds. I found them to be losers. I I wasn't impressed by them at all. And I, uh, I'm really happy that 
what I got to do. And I, and I, and I, and I say that with a lot of tongue in cheek and just being funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. but and, um, and at the but, same time, my yeah. guess is that, you know, like there wasn't much, um, you know, like the anti-conformist or, or rebellion in you, you know, like where you're know, like, you saw that as, um, like a path to follow because you, you were just, you just didn't know where to end up or, or where to go with that. You know, like with, 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 you, with in your terms career of what? path, you know, like the fact that, you know, like it, it's almost like a, it was, it, it sounded like almost like a last resort at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in many ways it, it might've been, um, like I said, I was big, I was big into martial arts and, you know, I, I was a young 20 year old who had a lot of testosterone yep. and a lot of vigor. And like I said, I always, I thought, you know, I really want to do something where I can use my mind and body. And I thought spirit, the, the spirit of police work could, could help hone that. And it totally did. You know, I thought this is a great combination of you have to be smart, but you also have to be, you can use your body. You're running out of the car, you're jumping after people. And that is, and I, and, and you know what, it, it, it was all those things. And, um, like I said, yeah, I did martial arts for a long, long time. And I thought, oh, this would be cool to uh, test my skills against bad guys. Right. So there was a little of ego there. And, uh, and so because you yeah, gave us the you know? punch of, you know, like you, you pretty much flipping this, how long did you do that? You know, like the, the, you know, like how long did you do and how happy were you doing it? In police, you're talking about yep. police work? So actually I I'm still employed. I still, I still work as a police officer oh, Okay. and yeah, so I still do it. Um, and when I'm at work, I work hard, but I have other passions now. I think that's, that's the, that's my point. And I'm, and I'm trying to, you know, cultivate that and create that right, right now, you know, as a, as a father, you know, we were talking before, you know, you have a four-year-old, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And so, you know, being a father and the sole provider of the family, there's a lot to be said with that. I can't just quit my job and, and go after my, my other dreams. The beautiful thing I think about all of this is that we evolve as people. And I think you go through evolutions of your life, whether it be a marriage, whether it be your career, things change. You change as a person and it's okay to, to move on and, and evolve and do different things. And when you stay stuck in an environment that's not fulfilling you, I, I there's just going to be either you're, something's going to happen. Something's going to have to give, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, like, so, so getting the, the pretty much the next question I have is when did you start feeling stuck? Great question. You know, here's the thing with police work has changed so dramatically over 13 years since, since I started, every police officer will tell you that, well, it's, it's, it's not what it used to be when I started, you know, now they're making us do this. Let me tell you something <laughs> that's true for any police officer, whether they started in the 1950s when my grandfather was a police officer. So every year it's changing and, you know, police officers always think, oh, they're, they're, they're screwing us. You know, they're making us do this now. Here's the thing. Police work is, it's a, it's a selfless job. And <laughs> especially now, like there's no greater time where the media actually absolutely hates us and responds and, and just, 
you know, tells just like with the coronavirus, right? It's just it's one way. It's just a very biased way. And I can give you examples of just, you know, coming home from work and watching the 10 o'clock news and seeing some, again, the headlines or the stories that they would report. And I'm like, I was at that call. I'm like, that didn't happen. I'm like, oh, I'll say this. 50% of what you're telling happened. The other 50% you purposely left out because you wanted to make it a news story. So it's just a very challenging time. I, I think for me, what happened was a culmination of things. One, I left my department that I once started with and I moved to another major, major city to do police work there. Secondly, I had my first child. Third, I, I just... I just started learning more about health and just really started embodying it. And just, I started seeing people around me. Like my mother got breast cancer. My mother-in-law had severe thyroid issues. I'm watching all these people around me suffer. And I thought there has to be a better way, man. There people, there's so many, there's so many different types of healing out there, different modalities that people are even, they're not even aware of. Even though you were in good shape. uh, No. You just said it, you know, like you were, even though you were in good shape already, you know, like you, so you, you already took care of yourself. Yeah. I, I, I never had anything too major. I mean, like I, I mean, you know, Hey, as a kid, you know, I grew up on Twinkies. (laughs) I would have a soda. I would have a soda every day when I came home. I had, when I was in sixth grade, so I was about uh, 10 years old, 11 years old. I had this knot in my leg. My parents thought, oh, I played a lot of baseball. So they said, you know what? You probably got hit by a baseball, just like a bruise or something. Well, that bump never went away on my inner thigh. So they took me to the hospital and the doctor said, oh, your son has an abnormal bone growth. Yeah, he's got a bone just growing out the wrong side of his leg. Now, there's nothing normal about that. Now, if I were, now as a big health guy that I am now and as much as I've read and learned, yeah, he's 100% right. But Bones don't just grow abnormally for no reason. So there was some reason that that happened. I don't know what the reason was. Was it toxic metals? Was it my poor diet as a kid? All these things, right? It's, this is, you know, where I came from. And yeah, I didn't have any health problems when my, when my mother was getting sick or anything. No, but I want to help people that do have these problems. My, my mission in life has changed from, you know, helping people in the setting of police work to helping people from a health perspective. I do life coaching as well. So from, you know, whether it's your goals or blind spots that you don't see or things that blocks that are limiting you, these are the areas that I want to serve people now. So I think that's the big, that's the big turning point for me is like, Hey, my mission has just, it's shifted. It's completely changed. And I guess, you know, those family, uh, events that you, you just described, um, Cause I, you know, like I've, I've gone through, you know, like a, a major change myself after the, the girlfriend of my stepdad, um, a few years away from her own, uh, pension actually caught, um, got lungs cancer and she actually, you know, like she, 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 she died from it. But, you know, like initially Mm -hmm. I remember being like a, I'm six foot, you know, like, so I, I think, you know, like I, I was smoking over a pack a day. Um, just, just not handling myself. Well, let's say that way. Um, and yep. that was enough, even though I had, you know, like there was no, you know, like, I mean, as, as 
as much proximity as you can have from, you know, like someone that, you know, like it doesn't live with you. I mean, like, the, you know, like I, I knew her, but you know, like it wasn't like I had a relation with her, you know, like, so, um, or, you know, like if it, if there was a relation, it was kind of a, you know, like that, well, my stepdad girlfriend, you know, like, so, so, um, but it, right. you know, like it felt on a, a kind of an hundred feet view bird view of it, you know, like it felt like, like a fucking tragedy for me. You know, like I, I felt like it, yep. it was, it was bad. And I remember that, you know, like it, it was enough for me to say, okay, I have to do something about myself. I don't want to end up in that same situation. And, you know, I decided to take care of myself and, you know, like lose all that, you know, like I'm, you know, like, I think I was like something like I stopped counting at 240 or something like that, you know, like and, and which is far from being like the healthy weight and, you know, like just, um, and old myself, you know, I like can in, in a much better way and, you know, like, and, and found like obstacle racing, you know, like the Spartan race and all that, you know, like, which was kind of a motivator yeah. for me to, okay, I got this scheduled and, you know, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to do those 15 K, you know, like I'm, and, and, and climbing a mountain and all, and, you know, like just, so since I've paid for the freaking ticket, you know, like I had to be in shape to do it, yep. you know, so it, it became kind of a, uh, forced objective that I gave myself and recent, more recently when my, when my child was born, um, well, naturally you give it a bit of a break because you know, like you're, you're overwhelmed with, you know, like all the scheduling and all, <coughs> sorry, even though I already had, um, two older kids that, you know, like that, you know, like I knew what it was all about, you know, like in terms of, you know, like the, the you know, like how much time consuming that can be. And it's only mm -hmm. uh, like uh, last year that I just saw myself um, going, you know, like crawling slowly back to where I was a few years back, which, you know, like was something like 10 years back. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm not going back there. You know, like I'm, I'm definitely not going back there. Um, and, you know, like, so, so it's super recent that I decided to just get back on reading more about, you know, like the, the, like the food and, you know, like all that, you know, like, which I had let go for a while and, um, and I couldn't feel better than I am right now. You know, like, I, and I'm, I'm 45 and, you know, like, I, I think I've never been as much in shape, but at the same time, you know, like there are elements and, and, and just. I don't want to be out of breath when I'm running after my child, you know, like, so, so that would be enough of a motivator. And then the first, I think the first week that I, you know, like that I started training again, I already bought myself something like a 15 K on some mountains a few hours from here. And, you know, like in June, I think nice. in June or July, and I knew that, well, you know, like you, you, you've got this, you know, like, so you, you've got that engagement scheduled yep. and, you know, like you better be, you better be ready or you're going to just pay the price and suffer. Um, <laughs> at the end of it, you know, like I, I it, there's no way I'm not going to finish the race, you know, like, so unless I would, you know, like break myself, you know, like to, to, and I mean by that, you know, like breaking a bone, but you know, like if it, if it's not for that, you know, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to ramp it to the finish line if I need to. So, you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, like that, you know, like there, there are, motivators that you can find, 
you, you know, like you need to pretty much keep your mind open to any kind of motivation. And, you know, like, so, so I can definitely relate to what you're saying. You know, like you're like seeing people close to you or not even so close to you, um, actually falling for something that they could have prevented sometimes, um, makes your life choices much easier. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, your kids, you know, it's a perfect example, you know, seeing my mom, seeing my mother-in-law, seeing people close to me, you know, being hurt, you know, they, you know, cancer, that's a, that's a big way for someone to, to put a chink in their armor. And it, it really sets home this message of like, man, I'm fragile. It, it, it's like, holy cow. Like there's, you know, uh, there's, like I said, a chink in my armor. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. Like this thing could wipe me out. You know, there's those thoughts. Right. And so for me to see that and, you know, feel powerless in the sense like, Oh, I can't do anything. I, I, I just, I, that, that didn't sit well with me. And so how can I get better and learn more about health so that I can protect the people around me? You know, I can create, if these ailments or these issues come up, no problem. I know how to, I know the protocols. I know how to do this. I know why you may have got cancer. Like that's where my mind went. And like I said, there's so many tools right now in like the world of biohacking, which I'm not sure if you're that familiar with, but you know, people are doing amazing things. Like even with this coronavirus, you know, people are doing uh, ozone therapy, for example, they're, you know, they're, they're using that as a ozone is O3. So Oh, you know, O2 is oxygen, but then O3 is ozone. So it's like a free radical, but it will pretty much kill anything, including like some of these viruses and stuff. So people are using that, you know, um, and not mainstream media. No one's talking about that. And so like, these are the people that I like to hang out and have conversations with people that are doing stuff differently. You know, people that are, uh, here, let me give you another one there. I have a friend who put me on this, um, especially with the Corona, she's nebulizing this thing called biomolecular oxygen. So she's like nebulizing in a nebulizer, which you can buy for like 40 bucks, 40 us dollars, super cheap. And you can, you can nebulize hydrogen peroxide if you wanted, like that'll help disinfect, clean out your lungs. Or you could do this stuff. Like it's a little bit more expensive. This stuff that one of my friends who's a nurse has called biomolecular oxygen. And it helps, you know, oxygenate the tissues. Oxygen, like most things like cancer can't live in a highly oxygenated state. So if you can help supply your, your body with a, this form of biomolecular oxygen, it's going to be a good thing. Right? So this, yeah, like this just perks me up. These are the things that, you know, make me alive again. Can you elaborate on biohacking? Because you know, like I know a bit about it, you know, like I've read and you know, like I've got my kind of my own research around it, you know, like, and, and, you know, like I, I, I leveraged some of the findings that I did, um, from, you know, like from reading some of the, you know, like some of the, you know, like, like Tim Ferriss and Dave Asprey and, you know, like, you know, like all, all yeah. these people that, you know, like are, are really deep into that, but you know, like, can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah. So at the simplest form, you know, everybody knows Dave Asprey because he's like the father of modern day biohacking and he's, as far as I know, he's the one who's actually coined the term biohacking, which is really just a fancy way of saying, hey, taking control of your own biology. 
Now, he, Dave Asprey comes from like a computer background, so uh, like a hacker kind of background. So he talks about, you know, hacking your biology, basically. How do you do that? You do things like ozone therapy or red light therapy or sauna therapy, or uh, people are drinking molecular hydrogenated water, you know, all these different modalities that, again, you don't hear in the mainstream media, you know, there's other countries like Germany and other places you might be, you, should, you might hear them doing ozone therapy, but it's not offered. I, I'm not sure how it is in Canada, but uh, I know here in the United States, that's definitely not pushed. You know, we're pushed with pharmaceuticals and uh, shots and things like that. There's no one really trying to get to the root cause of the problem. And that's the kind of work that I like to do. I like to go deep, get to the root cause and figure out really what's what's wrong with people or what's causing their body to be out of balance. Because the fact of the matter is, once you balance the body, you could do anything. You could take on coronavirus. You can take on any ailment. And that's why I, for one, I'm not worried about it because I feel like my body's balanced. I'm confident. I feel great. My mind is right. I'm not worried about this. Do you, um, can, I know that you just gave a few example here, you know, like I, I use, you know, like for example, I use the, um, and I, I don't know what the exact term, but you know, like the studded mat. You know, like I, so I, yeah. I, you know, like I use that before going to sleep, you know, like where, you know, like it, it activates through acupuncture, some of the, Yep. of my back's points and you know like but it, it actually like i just you know like took it out um it, it was actually stored you know like in, in one of my drawers and you know like i i took it out i think a month ago and realized that um i sleep like a freaking baby when i use it so you know like it, it's right next to my yeah. bed right now and you know like, I, I, I give myself, it's kind of an homework to actually, you know, like lay on it for at least 40 minutes. But, you know, like this is just like a simple example of um, taking bits and pieces of, you know, like the, the stuff that I read and um, the use of some of the food and, you know, like the G that, you know, like I think Asprey was, you know, like really big on, you know, like that clarified butter. And, you know, like the, there are stuff that, you know, like we... Um, much later in some, even in some diets, you know, like I'm thinking about ketogenic diet, which, you know, like then introduced yeah. it back, you know, like, you know, like I had heard about, you know, like the MCT oil way before it started being popular, you know, like Asprey talked right. about this, you know, like just, I, you know, like what, like six, seven, eight years ago. And, you know, like it's just recently that, you know, like Costco started selling it and, you know, like it, it yeah. now it's the shit, you know, like he's like, well, hold yeah. on here. You know, like that, you know, like, it was this shit a while ago. Um, so where, you know, like where does those researches originates? You know, like when did you start looking into that? So it all happened, like I said, during the, around the time my son was born. So he, he truly is a gift, I think, because maybe I wouldn't have even gone down this route. So like any new parent, you know this going into parenthood that you're not supposed to do this, but you do it anyway. And so, you know, my son, he was our first child. And, you know, lo and behold, I, I didn't want it. I didn't want him to cry during his naps. <laughs> yep. So what did uh, so what did dad do instead of putting him down in his crib and letting him cry and just falling asleep? Yours truly would hold him for two hours and just sit in a chair and he I would put him in like the crook of my arm rock him to sleep. And I would just hold him there for two hours until he woke up and I would just sit in the chair. So I'm sitting in this chair, but I'm like, 
if you know me, you know that it's like, I'm a doer, man. I like to like learn. I got to be growing and learning all the time. And I'm sitting in this chair and I'm just like, I got to be doing some of my time, man. If I'm going to be here for two hours, like something needs to happen. So don't know how I got into it. I, I was always big into Tony Robbins and stuff, but at the time, you know, there was no way I could get like Tony Robbins on my iPhone. So I, I stumbled across podcasts. I'm like, Oh, look at all these podcasts. All these guys are like interviewing great people. So I found Lewis Howes at the time who has this podcast called school of greatness. And I stumbled across Dave Asprey somehow. I don't know how, I, I don't know how that even happened. It was serendipitous, I guess. And you know, next thing you know, I, found him. I found Ben Greenfield. I started, then I got into this whole podcast, like cult. Like you said, you listen to like 30 different podcasts. Yep. Yeah. That was me for a while. I just had to recently kind of trim down my list because it was getting out of hand. But, um, so I, yeah, that's how I, I got started. I, I started learning about Asprey and then I just, I went deep. I got hooked, you know, I became like a groupie. <laughs> it became, uh, just, you know, really just went deep and started learning as much as I could about it. I read his books, became a human potential coach through Dave Asprey's program. And a lot of what he was saying made sense. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to learn more about it. And it just fed, it just, it just fed this new, um, just fed this new life and energy into, into my world. And what I was really just passionate about, you know, health and just movement. And, and I think another thing too, is you know, as an active person, you know, I, I've been a martial artist for a long time. I've done jujitsu. I've done a lot of boxing. I, you know, as being a police officer, I've hurt myself a lot. I've had a lot of injuries and I was never satisfied with the doctor's normal response of like, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's an issue. You know, just go get a cortisone shot. That didn't fly with me. Cause I'm like, I'm like I said earlier, I go back to what's the root cause of stuff. There has to be a root cause reason. Yep. So those are the people I started seeking out. I started paying a lot more money to go seek out specialists like, uh, ART specialists, which is an active release therapy specialist, different kind of modalities, uh, chiropractors, you know, acupuncture. I started going down this route, looking for other people to help heal me from some of my injuries and really just being curious and asking why, like, why is this happening to me? Why does my left shoulder hurt and my right hip hurt? Like, is there any correlation? These are the things that I just, I find them fascinating and I could just do it for free. And so when, like I said, I just kept going down this route and then I felt really good about all the information I was learning. And I said, okay, I think you reach a point, like I said earlier, 20 years old, I was full of testosterone and vigor and had a lot of big ego. And I think that's just normal as we evolve as humans. That's, that's the normal men, male kind of thing. You know, you're like, I have a big ego. Let's, you want to fight? Okay, let's fight. Whatever. Right. And yeah, having kids and just growing older and learning more about myself and seeing my own blind spots and, and where I make mistakes, you start to calm down you start to be humble. and it's not about me anymore. Like it's about helping other people and serving others. Like how can I make them powerful? Like I've learned a lot. How can I give this back to them? And that's what really just motivates me right now. And like, that's like the flame that has got me going. And, and for the sake of listeners, you know, like I, I, I spoke about, you know, like I talked about Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss wrote a few books. You know, like he, it's not just like bio hacking, but you know, like it's, you know, like he does like, 
you know, like lifestyle hacking and all that. Like he's, he's pretty yeah. much an explorer. Um, Ferris has done the four. Well, Tim wrote the, you know, it's your, you're right, Alex. Tim, Tim wrote the four hour body for exactly. anybody that wants to check out that four book. hour work and week, four hour body, four hour yeah. chef. Um, I've, I've, you know, like I've, I've read through them like, like a maniac, you know, like the, you know, like the four hour chef is something like, it looks like it's so thick, you know, like it's, it's a huge book, but it's like so interesting just for the approach. Like, it doesn't mean that you need to mimic everything that's in there. It's just that the research and the approach and the, you know, like the, and I've read, I've, I've read Asprey's book as well. You know, like the, there are, there are a few individuals that if, if any of the listeners are interested in looking into that, you know, like you have to know that there are multiple people that 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 have explored and have pretty much opened that path and you know like they they you know like the you know like they're going to let you kind of decide for yourself you know like what makes more sense but um but the 4 hour body uh is is a bestseller has been a bestseller for a while now and you know like it's just so interesting to um read where this guy's from, what he has accomplished and what he has done in terms of, you know, like the, the decided to learn Lou language when he was like, I think it was in his thirties or forties. And, you know, like decided to become, I think like something like a world champion tango dancer or something like that, like in yeah. a short amount yeah. of time. And, you know, like all, all kinds of ways that he's, he's kind of acting into his brain and acting into his own body to, to see how you can manipulate as you do. And he's, he comes from iTech as well, Ferris. Um, so there's correlation between, you know, like the way he's, he's pretty much spent his life than what he decided to dedicate his life to now. And, and, you know, like it's it, it, interesting individuals that, you know, like people, I, I encourage people to go read into. Um, the other thing I have to ask you, Joel, is, it's, you know, great for you to initially be interested in that and improve yourself, but where does the, um, the need to share that knowledge and to actually, you know, like help others, even though you're like your, your, your job, you do that in your job. I mean, like, you know, like being a, you know, like a, you know, like a, a police officer, you know, like, you know, like you help others, but you know, like in terms of that new passion that you found in biohacking, where does, you know, like, uh, reaching out to helping other people came about? That's a great question because I know in your podcasts, you know, you like to go deep. You like to go, you like to, you know, figure out, Hey, what makes this person tick? And so for me to do that, I have to kind of just think like, you know, where, where did that come from at an early age? I don't, I don't know. Did my, did my parents instill that into me? Maybe, I don't, I don't know, but off the top of my head, it, it, it's probably something more simpler than that. It's probably, if I were evaluating myself, it's, there's, there's probably some selfish reasons. Um, you know, maybe it's just that I, and I've, and I've heard somebody else say this. And so that's why it's making me self-reflect in this moment that, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's where I get that from. And the sense of wanting to control my life, wanting to control a lot of things that can be great for like biohacking, right? Like that can be, that can be, that can be amazing because yeah, you're taking control of your own health. You're, you're steering the ship. You're not letting 
these doctors just inject you with shots and it's not going to do anything like that can be really helpful. Right. Yep. But at the same time, and then, but at the same time, maybe that's also a, a crutch of mine, right? Like that's where it's like your need to control. That's maybe that's why you like police work because you get to, you know, you can control some things. Right. Um, you know, was there somewhere in my life where, you know, I've probably, maybe I probably felt out of control, right? Like I didn't have control when I graduated high school and I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. I didn't have that control. Um, so like I said, I mean, maybe, maybe on a deeper level, there, there's something like that where, where it comes from. I know for me, there was just a point in my life where I just, like I said, like it, it all kind of culminated at the same time when my son was born and, and you know this, when you have a child, <laughs> you change, you, well, you may not change, but most people I think change tremendously. And when you have a child, it's just, it really just becomes not about you. And you're just like, no, you're no longer really that important. Like all your goals, all your dreams is like, it kind of comes to be about them, right? You're cultivating and creating the best human you can possibly create. And so when you take a set seat back, your ego just takes a seat back. Your ego just starts to dissolve a little bit because you humble yourself. You know, you're, it's this amazing being that you're trying to, to raise. And I think that's very humbling for most people. And then, like I said, I just did a lot of self work and just realize again, it's not, it's not about me. It's about, I've, I've got a lot of successes, but at the end of the day, like who cares? Like, what is that going to matter on my deathbed? Who, who cares about that? Like what legacy am I going to leave on this world? Is that what he made a lot of money or something? He bought a house. I mean, he, he bought an expensive car. Like who cares? Right? Like he bought all this expensive biohacking equipment. Who cares? Like what I want to do is share that with people. And I think, you know, it's a self, the selfish truth about it is I get such a high off watching other people heal in front of me watching other people, you know, watching them walk better because I, I use my newbie machine to help them change their gait and improve their back pain. Um, or if it was just a simple supplement or I looked at their life and gave them some perspective to help bring clarity to their life. Like that's like, that's such a huge reward and it's a selfish reward. And <laughs> like, it's a joke. I mean, really, when you think about it, right, you kind of laugh. I mean, Sometimes I like to just go out and buy coffee or something for somebody randomly in line. And they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, it, you're, I'm the one, I'm selfishly doing it for myself. You know this, right? Like I'm, I'm buying you coffee because it makes me feel good more than, you know, than it does you. It's like, it's beautiful. It's just like law of reciprocity, right? And just law of just attraction and, you know, putting out that energy and giving it back into the world. You just get so much more in return. And so- when you pretty much, you know, like make the decision of, of, of sharing that knowledge and, you know, like letting people trying to reach out and help people, where do you start? You know, like how, how do you, you know, like how do you, um, you know, like, you know, like you talked about, you know, like taking certification with, with the Aspreys and, you know, like, you know, like some individuals like that, but where do, where do you start? Here's the thing. Everybody wants you to just come and fix them right away. So everybody wants to just give me the magic pill. Give me this and give me that. And guess what? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it takes hard work. 
and it takes some dedication. I am a biohacker. I love to hack stuff, but I say this constantly. I have a, I have a podcast, by the way, called The Hacked Life because that's how much I love biohacking. But make no mistake about it. I'm no fool about that because biohacking is great, but you can hack the shit out of your body and hack, hack this and that. You'll never fix it. You got to go deep, man. Like we talked about, you got to get to the root cause. And that takes some, that takes some exploration. That takes some time. I had this guy recently. He, uh, he was in a, he's in a a Facebook group that I, that I belong to. And he, it's a biohacking Facebook. And he posted something about, he posted, uh, you know, something about his mouth or something. And he's like, Hey, I got these white spots in his mouth. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, yeah, that looks, that looks like candida to me, which is a type of yeast. And that's a, that's a common symptom for someone that has candida. And so he posts on the, the biohacking forum. He's like, Hey, you know, he's reaching out. Anybody can help me. You know, I, I've tried this. I tried that. I did this. Nothing seemed it worked for a little bit and then didn't work. And then he said, and by the way, don't tell me that I have candida because I don't. <laughs> He's like, I went to like some specialist doctor, blah, blah, blah. And they told me I don't have it. So I text him. I said, hey, man, I'd love to coach you for free. Just let me, let me just, let me just hear your story. I want to learn about you, right? So that's the key right there. Hearing the story, finding out everything about this person, just like we we're finding out about me, right? Yep. You could have just asked me some superficial questions right from the beginning. We could have asked, "Oh, Joel, you know, you you know, you have this biohacking. Tell me how great you are with this bio. Who, who cares, right? Like that's that's great. That's a superficial surface level thing. Yeah, you could talk about me and my biohacking machine all day long. You didn't ask that. You wanted to know more. You wanted to know the why behind it all. And that's what I do. So, for example, with this guy, we we talked for an hour and I found out everything. And he told it was it was amazing. Like during during his conversation, I learned so much about him that no normal doctor is going to learn about. Because what do they do? They see you for five minutes and they try to give you a symptom and diagnose you and then kick you out the door. Not me. I spent an hour with this guy, just wanting to listen to him, just wanting to hear what he had to tell me about his life and 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 what he was around, the stresses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So lo and behold, he tells me, hey, you know what? That doctor, that specialist that I saw, he's like, man, I can't believe all these things you're telling me. He's like, the doctor I saw was like some famous doctor in Spain, but like she was trash, he told me. He's like, she didn't even know about leaky gut. I'm like, dude, how did she she not know that, right? Uh, And then he tells me, you know, they, uh, they told me it's not candida, but he's like, I don't really even trust them. So it's funny because, again, if you had just looked at his post and I tried to hack to give him a, some simple hack, I could have been like, oh, yeah, try this. But I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it for one second. I go, no, dude, I'm looking at your mouth. Like, you have candida. I don't, I don't care what the doctor said. Like, you, your gut is messed up. And even he told me after the hour, he's like, I know you're right. But he told everybody on the Facebook post, don't tell me it's candida. It's not candida. I'm like, it's candida. That's what it is. By the end of the hour, he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> because <laughs> we went deep. We learned about a lot. I learned about a lot. Then check this out. Even after that, he asked me, he tells me, Hey, you know, by the way, I forgot to mention, I got this, uh, I got this tooth that, uh, I never really fixed. And it's like leaking kind of like oozing, like just nasty stuff out of it. Right. It's like a dead tooth. Do you think Joel, that has any effect with my neurological issues that I'm experiencing? 
and some of these other things. Now, of course, mind you, I'm not a doctor, so I'm, I'm not allowed to treat him or anything like that. I just give him health recommendations, which is actually great because it allows me to do a lot more than some doctors because doctors are constrained to protocols and that they have to adhere to. Not me. I just give recommendations. So, you know, needless to say, I was like, yeah, 100%. That's a huge problem. Like, people don't understand this, but like a tooth is like more than just a tooth. Like, it's a living organism. Like, it connects to your lymphatic system. There's nerves that run up through your TMJ, which could cause neurological issues. Like, the TMJ, that's a huge circuits of nerves, right? I don't want to get too into this, but like, there's a doctor that does neurological, uh, there's a neurological dentist that I've actually seen for uh, some jaw issues that I had. This guy has healed so many people with like autism and just learning ADD, ADHD, learning issues, all by fixing just the jaw, the arrangement of the jaw. So now you got this tooth that's fungus or whatever is leaking out of it, right? It's just pus and toxins are just leaking into your body. If we didn't have this conversation, he may not even have any awareness about like, like he knew he's been dealing with it for so long. He just, he just kind of forgot about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I got this tooth. So anyways, we went deep and I was like, yeah, all these things you told me like, yeah, I take oregano oil for my gut. I told you, I told him that's great, but that ain't going to heal your candida. It might help a little bit, but I ain't going to heal that. Like you got to have a system in place and it's got to be like, I tell people like, you got to be like a SWAT team. You, you got to have a plan of action and you got to attack this thing in so many different ways, not just some, yeah, I took some oregano oil. I heard Joel's podcast. I took some biomolecular oxygen. I'm feeling kind of better, but never got rid of it. So that's what it's all about, man. You got to go deep and in, in anything in life, right? You got to go, you got to go deep and in, 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 you got to ask yourself why and you got to be curious. You know, it's like, Hey, if your marriage isn't working out, well, why not? Do you just complain immediately and be like, Oh, that stupid woman like that or stupid man, whatever your, whatever it is in your life. Do you immediately blame them? And then when you do blame them, ask yourself why? Wow, like why Why do I immediately get triggered by that? Why do I say that? It's all about awareness, man. It's all about awareness. And so coming to the, uh, you know, like coming to the top of the hour, you're like, what's next for, for you now? You know, like, so, so where do you want to bring this? What's your aspiration in terms of, you know, like the near or not so near future? You know, like the, the, the idea of, you know, like, do, do you have like grand scale, you know, like dreams about this? You know, like the, 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 it's, uh, my guess is that, you know, like the, those movements and, and I call that a movement really not in a pejorative way at all. You know, like, I, you know, like I've been, a, you know, like I've read thoroughly to some of those and, you know, like I, I truly believe that there are, there are, um, genuine options to, make a better living and not, but be a better human being in terms of the, the, you know, like the biology of your, of your own, you know, like of your, of your own body, you know, like the, 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 I, I truly believe in it. You know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an adept. I don't take a hundred percent of it necessarily, you know, like some of it is you know, like there are, there, there is stuff in there that's quite exhaustive and you're know, like, you need to, um, both invest yourself really, you know, like there, there, there are, there are, there are stuff that you your first reading is going to be like, Oh shit. You know, like that's, <laughs> that looks like, uh, you know, like that looks, we're so used to the traditional approach to these, 
to some of these um, solutions that we, you know, like the, the, the first few read are, you know, like are tough because, you know, like, we're, you know, like our, we're programmed to see it some other ways, but um, yeah, I mean, where, where do you want to take this? Yeah. Great point. Just to kind of finish off what you said, you're right. It's all programming and, and that's what it takes. It takes some awareness and it takes some, so a lot of self-reflection on yourself and realizing like, wow, like I was programmed this way from zero to six to be this way. Like when I get triggered by my wife or whatever, my partner, man, where's that emotion coming from? Like you have to ask yourself that because (laughs) that's the only way you're going to get better. And we're pro you're right. We're programmed by the news. We're programmed from who we were as a child, how our parents were to us, how they, how we were being. And that can, that can be the trajectory for our life, our entire life, if we let it be. And so it takes that awareness and that skill to kind of detach and, 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 and course correct if you want to. Right. And you have so, to be open-minded as, you know, like all my guests have been, you know, like the, the, the you know, like the drug addicts that decided to, take care of their own life, then, you know, I decided to quit and, you know, same for alcohol and panic attacks and anxiety, you know, like if you don't, uh, open your mind to other options because, you know, like at some point, you know, like it, it could be comfortable. Um, but you have to take that bird, eye, the, the bird eye view, you know, of, of your situation and, you know, look at it and just have an open mind. And so th- that's what I love about, you know, like the, you know, like both the biohacking and, you know, like all of what Tim Ferriss has, has written is, you know, like he's just, he's, he made his mind an open book of, you know, like of, of writing and reading and, you know, like let's, let's explore, let's see. Exactly. It's, it's so true, man. It's just having a growth mindset and being curious and open. And, you know, a lot of people just aren't. And, they don't ask those, they don't ask themselves those questions or the people think they are, but they're, they're not. And yeah, I, I have no dog in the race. Like I say, I, I, I don't care. I I'm open. Like you said, I'm glad you said that. And it's all just about awareness and bringing fresh new ideas. Like you don't have to do it my way. You can do it whatever way, whatever way gives you results. I, I could care less. Like that's what I want for you guys. Yeah. Be, I want you to be happy. I want you to get good results. I don't care how you get, how you get there. So yeah, I couldn't say it any better. And so, um, as yep. far, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was about to ask you, like, where do you want to take this? That that journey of yeah, yours. So, so where I see this going right now is, you know, I've got a, I've got a lot of things going on. I got a podcast going on, just like yourself. I I am doing I'm doing coaching. I'm doing life coaching. I'm doing health coaching for anybody that needs it. And and that's what's really exciting is I do a, this is all virtual. I'm doing a lot of virtual health coaching, especially right now. Like what a great time! Like people people need this, man. People people are cooped up in their homes and quarantined, and they need like a sounding board, someone to talk to. It's like who do you talk to? And I, I think we're going to see a lot of telemedicine start to become a big thing now, just because of this event. So I'm doing a lot of that already, and I just want to keep expanding that business as well. I'm looking at partnering with a chiropractor here in San Francisco, and I will be bringing my electro stim is just the easiest way to explain it. Um, and I'll be bringing that available so I can help people physically rehab from any, you know, chronic injuries or anything they have that, um, or if they want to opt, like I said, if they want to optimize their 
their workouts or muscle. But uh, that's the goal is to, is to bring these technologies and make them more available for, for people, especially in, uh, uh, where we're at in San Francisco. Nobody has this machine. So I want to bring that out and I want to make bring some awareness of that and, and just maximize the health coaching and life coaching. And so uh, lastly, what's the name of the podcast, Joel? It's called The Hacked Life. Yep. Um, and, and so that every listeners know, um, you know, like everything that, you know, like Joel's going to be providing in terms of, you know, like websites and links and, you know, like stuff that he does and, you know, like the, whatever he sends me, he sends my way, I'm, I'm going to be sharing in the podcast description. Uh, so, you know, like, uh, the episode description is going to contain all of those links. So, um, you just need to scroll down and you're going to find it. Um, lastly, any, any advice, any, any, you know, like uh, not words of wisdom, but you know, like any, any, any stuff you want to, you know, leave as a conclusion. Well, I think, you know, the big message, the big takeaway, I, I think this entire episode, we, we went deep and we, we talked a lot about awareness and, you know, that, that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I think it, it really comes to that. I, I would say, you know, for anybody there, there was a quote I heard, I just heard the other day that I was, that I was reading in it and it kind of struck me and it said, if the, if the path is clear ahead of you, you're on someone else's road. <laughs> so well said the message for me is you know hey if things are just so easy for you and going great well maybe you're on someone else's path so it, it, again i think that comes back to just awareness and being really open-minded and, and curious and just asking why and if you're not getting the results that you're getting Okay, great. Go deep on it or find someone else that can help me. It can be you. It can be you. It could be me. It could be some other chiropractor. Or it could be anybody. I don't care who it is, but what I want to is I want you to get help. I want you to, to ask that why so that you can live a fulfilling, prosperous life. Right. And, and, you know, like that's pretty much like the, the, the bottom line is to keep open minds. You know, like the, the, um, the fact that I read through, you know, like the four hour body or, you know, like the Dave Asprey's, uh, bulletproof book, you know, like all of these things were just based on curiosity. You know, like, what, what is this all about? You know, like though. So, um, I think, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, like you, you, we need to be just, um, cause we, we opened up the podcast about this, you know, like about the fact that, you know, like even the people that should influence us, changes their mind and changes their opinion and changes the information they, they transmit to us. So, you know, like there's a reason for that, you know, like it's that, you know, like IDs evolve yeah. and, and, you know, like they, they progress in time and, you know, like they, they, they change. So, um, do the same with your own brain, you know, like do the same with your own thinking and philosophy and, you know, like what you think is an established fact, you know, like may just be, um, different by now, you know, like uh, as we speak, actually, you know, like, so, so, um, I started doing the ketogenic diet recently, you know, like just for the sake of trying, you know, like, the, you know, let's, let's give it a try. Let's, let's just, okay. That could be, is, is, could that be an option? Maybe. Um, but, but just the fact that I, um, I'm, I'm kind of counter, you know, like I'm counteracting the, the, nutritional guidelines 
for me is kind of the un, unbeaten path that I'm following yep. right now. You know, like, so for myself, I mean, you know, like the, obviously there were people before me that, you know, like are, are, I've written books and, you know, like documented websites and blogs and so on. But what I mean is that even for my own body, I'm trying something that I've never tried before, you know, like, and, and following some guidelines that I've never followed because I've, I was used to, you know, like, okay, should be drinking that many glasses of, of milk. And, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like that. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. just challenging that myself, you know, like, so challenging my own beliefs is, you know, like, I think is, is the base of it all, you know, like, so I want to, so, yep. so critical. Yeah, yeah it so is. Critical. So I want to thank you, Joel, for participating in the podcast. So I could, you know, like I always, uh, you know, like people must be f just fed up with me just saying the same thing, but you know, like I'm, I, for me, it's just um, a numbling and, and, and it's, it's a thankful experience for me to have guests, you know, like it's, it's so weird, you know, like I, I've hit the, the one year mark last month and um, I wouldn't have ever imagined having guests from, Frisco or, or Australia or UK, you know, like I would have never even dreamed of that, you know, and, and, and seeing that, you know, like I get, you know, like first the, you know, like the, the interest of people in participating in that, in that journey. And, and, and for me to have a discussion with you, Joel, is just an humbling and, and, and thankful experience. And, you know, like, I thank you for being part of that. Um, it's been, it's been a great hour that I just spent and, you know, like it's, uh, my guess is always, you know, like if it's, if it's good for me, you know, like it must be good for someone else, you know, like, so it's always just, uh, yeah. you know, like I, I, you know, like we discussed this before starting to record, but you know, like keeping this a casual conversation, is just about that, you know, like it's just about me thinking about, you know, like what listeners would like to hear and, and, and letting my guest, um, you know, like go with the flow and, you know, like that's, that's what you gave us. And, um, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Alex, I, yeah, I feel floored myself. I mean, it's just so humbling and you think about it just during this time. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know you, you don't know me. And we just got to spend a great hour together. We're, you know, we're from different countries and it's just, it's just moments like this that you just realize, man, the power, the power of just human connection. Yep. And that's what it all is. That's what it all boils down to. I mean, we're, we are, we're two people on this micro level, just connecting. Like you said, this is bringing that energy of just connection all around the world. And then the podcast is going to go worldwide and we're all connecting in this, in this um, global way from it. And it's just, it's beautiful. So yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. And again, for the listeners, you know, like if, if you want to find Joel, uh, you know, like everything's going to be in the description, you're going to find him, his websites, you know, like all of the, uh, all the, the stuff he does. And, um, again, thank you for your time, Joel. And it really appreciate it. And, you know, like talk to you next time. Alex, I appreciate it. And just one last thing for your yeah. listeners. Um, if any of them, if any of them are interested in any life coaching or health coaching, anything like that, I'm, uh, you know, especially during this time, I've cut my rates 50%. So anybody that hears this, just mention, I don't need a code word. Just say you heard me on the cold Turkey podcast and I, I'm, I'll be cutting your rate down 50%. So, um, I want to offer that to everybody just because I think this is just such a critical time and people need it. People need it. And it's important. So really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Take care.
All right, brother. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.